Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. Please enjoy this classic clip, which is available in full at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. A quick warning, there is some occasional coarse language, so if you are around sensitive ears or are easily offended, move along to another Steel Wars episode. This is not the podcast you are looking for. Hi, Paul. Hi, Steel. Yes, this is Paul from over at the tech desk. Uh, actually, talking about the Rancor, I did a little bit of research during the show. Oh, sweet. And you were talking about the origin story. Mm. Apparently, it exists. Oh, oh God. There is a short story called A Boy and His Monster, oh, my God. Rancor Keeper's Tale. It's a short story by Kevin J. Anderson that provides the backstory for Jabba's Rancor and Malakili, apparently his name. Oh, okay, close. Close. Here's a summary. This is the summary of the story. Malakili is overjoyed to have custody of Jabba's rancor, but he resents the captivity of what he considers such a magnificent beast. Over time, he and the rancor develop a certain rapport, which convinces (laughs) Malakili that he must find a way to free the rancor. To this end, he makes an agreement with Jabba's local rival, Lady Valerian, to transport both himself and the Rancor to a remote planet where they might live together untroubled by others. Oh, my oh God. God. Wow. However... That just makes that scene so much sadder now. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, a, it was a day out from when yeah. it happened. Actually, however, the date set for the escape oh. faithfully coincides with the arrival of Luke Skywalker. Oh. Oh. Luke Cockblocker. God, the Rancor Keeper sounds like he votes green. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much. (laughs) That was beautiful. Hi, guys. uh, My name's Darren. Okay, Darren. Um, So I've got a perfect uh, panel here for this question. Um, In the movies, they try to attempt at humour. It's either really bad or okay. Mm. What do you think? What are your thoughts on... (laughs) That's not a good setup. (laughs) (laughs) You guys seem pretty bad at (laughs) humour. I'm an expert. (laughs) What what do you think the role of humour should be in the movies? I think, when, I think that well, going back to the rancor, that is a funny scene when he's crying. I know it's yeah. sad now we know the backstory, yeah. but that's just. Xavier enough. loves it when animals die. Yeah, I'm a big <laughs> nothing funnier. All right, oh. a big old animal dies and then their owner cries. That's not a matter. But I think it, it's, it still needs to be there. I think the humor needs to be like. Um, uh, Han being cool and, cool and cocky, cool and cocky, but also then and then being made fun of sometimes, and that yeah. sort of stuff. Sort of having the characters and the humor just sort of making fun of them and making seem a little bit more have a bit more depth instead of in the prequels where they were just Jedi's with no real problem. They were just like I'm a Jedi, I'm the best. Boop, 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 just solve this. I can breathe underwater. Well, not that thing, but still, you know, like 
Yeah. yeah. Humour should make the characters a little bit dead. Absolutely. And it gives you relief from the very serious scenes. But it was done, like you said, it was done really subtly just through like sort of a, like even the translation of Chewbacca when he's like, he says this and, you know, it's that yeah. kind of funny joke. But in the, the new movies like with Jar Jar Binks, it was just kind of forced. It was like they were like, let's just put comedy in there because this is going to be hilarious. Mm, yeah. And it was just awful. And going back to, you know, when Yoda was doing the little kind of sketch with throwing stuff out of But it was used backpack. as a way to so that when he became more serious, yeah. there, was, there was a difference. There was a light and shade there. So using the humor as a way to go, all right, you think this is just a wacky little character. No, he is the boss. Yeah, but Jar Jar Binks was just this horrible, just, it just didn't need to be in there. Hasn't someone cut a version of the first episode and just taken any mention of Jar Jar Binks out nah, of it? No, he just is just doesn't talk as much it's right. the phantom yes. edit so we did yeah. an interview with that guy because um, it's hard really like there's, I remember watching that one and there's a bit where he does that big old flip into the water so they just sort of fade away because you can't cut it out yeah. <laughs> otherwise no one's getting in the water <laughs> so it just ends in like we should go somewhere yes nothing so you need to see him yeah mm. go in I don't know just yeah not as forced and a lot more n- ma- uh, actually this is a pretty good rule no humour that relies on CGI. Yeah. And I think if you think of all the jokes that don't work in The Phantom Menace or in the whole prequels, yeah. they're all CGI. So there's like those... That, that, that open mic spot that C-3PO did during the Genosian <laughs> battle... Oh, <laughs> boo! <laughs> boo! <laughs> Oh my god. That was like that whole it's a drag and oh that was just But I think it'll be okay because JJ Abrams is good at humor. He always mm, makes yeah. the characters he it makes them have depth, like at the beginning of um Yeah, but the thing is it's, it's like into, it's, it's, you know remember at the beginning of Into Darkness when they're all sort of running and, and uh, what's that opening bit of you seen it in Star Trek Into Darkness? Where the whole planet's about to erupt and then yeah. Yeah, they're just yeah. sort of just little jokes between each other and it's showing like it's like the fucking Captain Kirk's being a you know, a douche again. But it's usually like, oh, come on, let's create relationships here. between the yeah. characters it's, and it develops you know, the relationship. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, I think if it's done I think as a rule, if it's done from real things on the set, hmm. like whether it's you know, even you know you know, you know, R2, you know, they have some funny moments and stuff like in the original but just yeah, if it's just with things that are actually there, not things that are computer generated and no like fart jokes and all that. Like, Wouldn't it be yeah, funny yeah. with a laugh track on it as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some Benny Hill on it. Are you talking about Star Wars or this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> also, also, it's funny speaking of JJ Abrams and humour in the end of Super 8. Have you seen the little zombie film the kids have made? They show it, I think, either before or after the credits. It's hilarious. Oh, so good. I've got to watch really that funny. again. No, it's really, really yeah, funny. It's mm. really great. So, I'm yeah, that's why I'm like, I reckon humour's going to be fine. Mm. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, I, I'm... I just think, and I, I just think because of that committee thing, like this is just like one dude thinking what's funny, and no one being able to say yeah. that blows. <laughs> but um, it's kind of like live from Planet Earth when yeah. Ben Elton was making, and like I love Ben Elton stuff, like young ones, but he apparently was just making that show, writing it pretty much by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all he needed in the corner was just steel to go that blows. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that, that blows, guy. I'm going to get some more writers. Yeah. And, and the funny, that's all you do. You don't give anything else. You yeah. just go, that 
blows. <laughs> Your job title is the blow man. <laughs> <laughs> Which sometimes on a Friday gets yeah. completely read wrong. Well, I'm glad that nickname now has got another meaning. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, that's, imagine we're all uh, packed into the cinema at midnight on the uh, 18th of December. I'm so excited. And uh, you just hear from across the cinema, that below. <laughs> so it's like, oh, that after show podcast is going to be pretty grim. Or the other alternative, the film ends and we all just look to you and you just go, that doesn't blow. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think my body can uh, is going to be able to withstand that night. Uh, anything else, Darren? No, no. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks, uh, we've got one last question before we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, this always it's always trouble when uh, when she gets up. Yeah, thanks, Steel. <laughs> I'm Catherine from Melbourne. Um, hey Catherine. Hi Catherine. So you were talking about the end the starting music to Star Wars. So what are your feelings about the um, Fox logo? Maybe or Mm. 20th Century Fox logo maybe not being there at the start because for me it's part of the movie oh yeah I, I'd the le- Disney castle I, I, instead I would leave out the word maybe it's not there <laughs> it's not there at all there's like, no, no well it is it is going to feel unless it's the fox weird. and the hound logo <laughs> <laughs> the 20th Century Fox and the hound <laughs> I, I'll be okay if they replace it with Sid Ubu Sid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, or Dick. Dick? Yeah. Or Dick. Dick. Yes. Dick. It was, and they were a production company <laughs> for um, that, remember that cartoon with the cops? Future Cops or something. Oh, I think it was just called Cops. Just Cops. Yeah. Why would you go Fighting crime in a future time. Dick. <laughs> dick at the end. So yeah, Dick or Sid Ubu Sid. No, but I'm, I totally agree. I reckon it's going to be a few. I have the same few um, or maybe like Mickey Mouse going, I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you motherfucker. Yeah. I just, this own blows. <laughs> but I had the same thing when I went and saw um, Lord of the Rings and it wasn't just the new line mm. thing. It actually felt weird. I remember going, I didn't realize until I saw it. I went, oh, yeah, I'm used to watching it because I've seen it so many times going, new line and then that's a little weird little. That thing. I I'm fine with it because I like what it represents. Like is is a positive, but I really hope they just the Disney thing. I don't want any fucking like. You probably won't get any fucking if it's Disney. I don't want any Tinkerbell flying around the Death Star. I don't want any... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, she gives like people the force. Yeah, I just want... Give a little whistle. Just just, just show Disney... Just just, just, a, just a quick... Either just the... Says Disney or it's just the castle. Just enough. Just, uh, yeah. Disney, yeah. Just, Thanks, hey, guys. Keep, keep it really... Keep it really down. And then... Lighting. And lightsabers, stormtroopers, these are (laughs) my favourite things. When my dad dies and his head cuts off. He's so good. I hope they do. Remember, like, before you'd watch a Disney or Warner Brothers feature, they'd have a short cartoon, which was slightly on theme. They should do that. There should be a little Disney cartoon just before the film. E-E-E-E-E-E walks the heroes of the forest moon. I fucking love that cartoon. <laughs> oh, and what? 
That's an actual thing. Listen, I, he walks cartoons. I thought you guys were improvising like champions right there. I was like, yeah, we were. Fucking we, were. Hell. we were. We were. How do you guys both make up that song oh my God, at the same it was great. time? It's so good. It came out after Caravan of Courage. Yeah. Which I thought was the best movie ever. Watch it again. Don't watch it again. Uh, it's so good and then it's not. It blows. Yeah. It totally does. But uh, yeah, I just want very subtle Disney and then. And this is the best. When that Lucasfilm comes up on a midnight screening and everyone just goes mental. It is so good. Like, I just love that people cheer the corporation. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's just yeah. awesome. Yeah. It is just so good. But, uh, yeah, what are you, are you, are you, are you worried? Are you, you're a bit upset? Well, it's the type of thing where growing up, I thought it was Star Wars music. Mm, what is this yeah. thing that you refer to the growing drums. up? Oh. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> None of us have grown up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But it is that kind of drum roll at the start, that... <laughs> As if you haven't heard it. Um, yeah. You were actually going to break that down a bit. So Jimmy does the music. Okay. The But it's actually on the soundtrack, which is, you know, I guess that sort of does make it, you know, that extra bit of iconic that when you buy the soundtrack, you get that the corporation's advertisement at the start. Yeah. And people go, yeah. To hear the full episode, along with hundreds of hours of bonus content, I would invite you to check out the Steel Wars Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. For just $3 a month, you get a dedicated RSS feed that easily pastes into any podcast app you use, sending the complete archives of Steel Wars episodes along with bonus Patreon exclusives like movie commentaries, Q&As and shows like the Making Steel Wars show which I make exclusively for Patreon members with Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net where we try to find the news behind the news. Plus, you'll get the bonus segments from the call-in shows which sometimes can be over an hour. And as well as all the bonus content, you get that warm glow that you are supporting this show you listen to each week. The idea behind Patreon is if lots of people chip in a little bit of cash, that content producers such as myself can still keep producing for you guys while still being able to feed our very cute Ewok-looking cats. There's a hungry cat involved in this, guys as well as some sweet, sweet content. Check out all the super fun tiers and all the shows you're missing out on at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. And may that force be with you.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.